I don't want to take no time. I want to tell you how I feel right now. I don't want to take no time to write this down. I want to tell you how I feel right now. Tomorrow may never come. For you or me, life is not promised, yo. Happy Black History Month. The fear within the black experience is the awareness that tomorrow may not come. Everyone knows tomorrow may not come. But the black experience is having that fear amplified. It's gotten better relatively, right? Slaves could, you could do everything Master Boss tell you to do. And he can just decide for whatever reason. He don't, he don't want to look at your face no more. You got to get the fuck out of here. Talked about lynching in yesterday's uh, recording. Just because you exist, I'm, I don't want to see your fucking existence. And you're forced. To, not forced. Someone ensures that you check out. I spent three years of my life with thanatophobia. Whenever I say it, I feel silly talking about it. And all of my traumas, trauma triggers, traumatic experiences, it all feels whack. Because I, I, I compare myself into unhappiness. I learned that from Devil on the Cross. Noguji Wationgo, do not compare yourself into unhappiness. So saying I had thanatophobia is like, oh, he's, this nigga's scared of death. Big whoop, right? You're scared you're going to die one day. Big whoop. It feels arrogant. It feels narcissistic. Because I rationalize it and I say, who am I to even think that my life has enough value that I should live on? What have I done? What have I accomplished? Yeah, I'm going to die. I, ain't, I haven't done shit worthy that requires me to live long, right? Like, if you lived forever, you were a vampire, what would you do for centuries? How would you keep yourself entertained? Right? You have to be selected, right? Everyone isn't cut out for that life because you don't have morals. You don't have discipline. You don't know how to find enjoyment in dealing with what it is. You don't know how to adapt. But for the vampire slayer, you see Angel and Spike and Cordelia through the ages and generations, and they survive because they learn how to adapt. No matter where you are, you have to be present and focused. Tomorrow might come, and I prepare today because tomorrow might come. Thanatophobia is the awareness that One day tomorrow won't come. I don't know when that day is, but it could happen at any point in time. Three years, nightly panic attacks. I remember the first time I I had it, yo. I remember in high school, this girl had a panic attack. And my boy explained it to me. I've never heard of a panic attack before. I'm like, what's a panic attack? And he explained it to me. I'm like, that shit don't make no sense. Like, you imagine a bear is there and you just get terrorized and in fear. I couldn't conceptualize it. But somehow I'm able to conceptualize non-existence, man. And just peer into the darkness and the awareness that life goes on without me. Being depressed, feeling 
low. Like, what the fuck is this life experience, man? And reaching towards your light, microdosing on life to self-heal from your trauma triggers. My memoir audio book, I say, trauma is my birthright. For so many of us, trauma is a birthright. Within my birthright is social trauma that I inherit being a Haitian American, first generation born into the black experience in the United States. Right? If I was born in Haiti, yo, I would just worry about money and food, right? This is the simple shit. I, would, I worry about getting by. I don't have no social oppression except for one that's rooted in money, right? It's just the rich Haitians versus me and my family trying to get by. That's all it is, right? Everyone in the developing nation, they're just looking for some money to get the fuck out or just to change their situation, man. That's the only oppression. Being born in the United States, there's that. But there is the additional racial oppression that you deal with. Women have innate social oppression. Everyone has innate social oppression. And your responsibility is to do what you can with what you have. I have blackness. Being born in the United States, I have blackness. And I'm going to do the best I can with my blackness. Panic attacks are heavy, man. Disorientation. Wondering. It's like suffocating. You can't catch your breath. You feel like you're suffocating. And you wonder when is this going to stop. And that first time, I'm just like, yo. Clutching at my heart, yo, I had to grab a pillow and rip at that shit to release the energy. I couldn't yell. I wouldn't yell. My mother was in the next room. I didn't want to be weak. This is my weakness to hold on to and maintain. Eventually, tomorrow comes. And what I really want to talk about what Umi says is, Umi, mama, mother says, what have your parents said to you? Earlier today, I texted my sister, um, just appreciative of our mother and how she always made sure that we were presentable socially. They never had no boogers walking around. At, at worst, right, I just didn't have a haircut because in Haiti, like this, having a having a shape up, that's luxury, right? Having peasy hair, as long as it's brushed, you good. Shape up was vagabond. Every, yo, every, everything American is vagabond except getting money. <laughs> that's, that's like that's that's what it feels like being the child of immigrant. Everything is vagabond. Everything is toxic American culture unless it's about getting money and having social notoriety. Man, do rag vagabond, earring vagabond, devil mock the bet. But I'm black, and the black experience shapes me more than what Haitian culture and what my mother's influence could be. But I remember what she said. I remember what she's taught, what she taught me. So I text my sister. I said, I'm grateful for her. And she was telling me, she was like, yo, man, your grandpa too. So I always tell people her grandpa was always fresh and fly. He, yo, he never let me go out the house looking crusty. He used to shine my shoes when I was a little, when she was younger. Or like when she was being lazy. And I thought, oh, you a little princess, huh? And in my mind, I was like, until I came along. This was some hating shit. My grandfather's funeral, when I read his eulogy, I started with saying, 
Like, this is how he always looks. He's always dressed to the, to the I think Tatiana said to the nine when she was talking about Zaria. Grandpa's always dressed fly, man. Old suit, primp shirt. Yo, suspenders. He had his style, man. Yo, he never wore a belt. He always had suspenders. That's my, that was my dog, yo. Earlier today, I was thinking, I don't even think I cried for my grandfather the way I cried for Gustav, our cat. He told me a lot. And not saying that my grandfather didn't, but just being in a different headspace and time, and not necessarily tears of sadness, but tears of joy, of love, of appreciation. So for this Black History Month, this day, the second day, right, it's not about just the history of the culture and the experience. You know, add on the, the history of what the people in your life have told you, what the people in your life have taught you, what they've sacrificed, accomplished for you, the ways they've looked out for you. You know, being young, having tension with my mother, my grandfather always said, yo, Clifford, yo, just chill, man. You know, she's your mother, just chill. And, you know, you don't want to hear that shit, man. And you don't get it until later in life, right? Because I'm still a boy, you know. I'm still a boy. When a when a man tells you, yo, like, that's your mom's, bro. Like, chill out. Your ego is what makes you a boy when you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Grumbling. Growth and healing is, that's my mom's, yo. She did right by me, relatively, right? I, you know, I talk about don't compare yourself into unhappiness. Sometimes we we stay fixated on the negative things people have done for us, and we forget about the we forget about how worse it, it could be, right? My mom's put me through college. Whenever I've been in need, I can go to my mom's. There's some emotional trauma that might come with it. At the end of the day. I have to I have to just deal with it. Right? Sometimes that's just the cost of asking for a favor or being in need. And growth and manhood is I don't need I don't need from you the way I used to as a, as a child. I've grown up. I can do it on my own. My mother taught me how to be a gentleman. You always you always carry mint in your pockets when you when you're talking to people. You always pop a mint. Your your breath never smells. You too temperamental. <laughs> how you gonna have a? How you gonna? How you gonna marry you? You, you just temperamental. The people in your life who love you, right? That's the reality. Not just the pe- not just the people in your life. The people in your life who love you want the best for you. So the things they say are just them presenting what they believe works. Maybe it worked for them. Maybe they see other people doing it, other people's kids doing it. So they say these things hoping that that's your path as well. It's not my path to be a doctor, like a traditional doctor. It's in my, it's in my path to get a Ph.D., but it's not, it's not, it's not my role to wear a white lab coat and work in a hospital, stress the fuck out. Nah. A mother says, yo, go back to school, go back to school. I want to, but under my terms. I want what my mother wants from me, but I want it under my terms. A lot of Umi says is, you know, I want my people to be free, to be free, to be free. Want black people to be free. 
whenever I hear that part, man, my sometimes my heart gets heavy. My heart gets heavy thinking about black history, Haitian history, social history. Along with the trauma of the black experience, I take on the social trauma, man. Yo, sometimes life, this life experience is whack, yo. And there's a pain in looking into the future and worrying that the freedom that you want for yourself isn't the freedom that other people want for you. And the work here, all of this personal development content, all the podcasts and shit like that, is so that more people can just self-define what they want for themselves. Or more people are listening to their parents, the people who love them in their lives. And hearing what they're saying, but creating and curating that goal to their own personal life, man. During the holidays on TikTok, people talk about it, it it's a it's weird to me, man. And granted I'm I'm aware of it with maybe one friend, but just not talking to their parents, man. Not going to visit family. A black culture podcast is sponsored by Reaching Toward Your Light, Microdosing on Life to Self Heal from Your Three Trauma Triggers, a mental awareness and self help memoir centered on healing from isolation, trauma, and limited ideologies sparked by personal, social, and spiritual trauma triggers. Learn more at reachingtowardyourlight.com. And a lot of the language that I see, right, is just people and family, like, you know, bullying you, right? They, they herb you, that's it. Not, yeah, bu- not bullying. You, you just get herbed, right? When you go back home, you're a herb. And the... The problem is, right, it isn't what they're saying, right? They're going to say what they need to say. It's your inability to speak up and honor yourself. I used to get beat as a kid until I said, nah, no more. You you get robbed up to a certain point till you say, nah, no more. At a certain point, no one talks to you the way they want without your consent. I think the lesson in those experiences, especially with family, right? There's love there. It's not the love you want, but there's love there. And once you're able to stand up for yourself and advocate for yourself against the people who love you, who were there since the beginning of your fucking existence, the rest of the, the rest of society is food for you. Sometimes what people say is too much, right? Sometimes people do too much. Your responsibility is to advocate for yourself, but do it in a responsible way, not to tarnish the bond, not to tarnish the relationship, not to burn the bridge. There are people who love you who are saying important things to you. The message of history, the experiences of history are trying to tell you a very crucial, vital important and necessary story one is don't ever let that shit happen again the other keep a little bit of racism in you man keep a little bit of doubt that is ruled by race that's racism right keep a little bit of prejudice against the 
long-lasting, energizer, oppressor. It, it manifests in new ways. And growing up, your, 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 your loved ones tell you all these things so that when you go outside, you can be prepared to cope and deal with the social experience. And that's why the ability to create a, uh, not a wall, create a boundary with people you love makes it easier to develop that with new people you meet in life. But also know that when people do too much, you you have the ability to sever the tie, disappear, or take it to the next level. Listen to the words of the elders, yo. Listen to the words of the people who came before you. They know some shit, man. History is in your DNA. History is in your DNA. You are every one of your ancestors who has survived to make it up to you. That's real black history. It's your history. On TikTok, I see TikTok and Twitter. You know, black history is American history. For what? Why is that? I don't understand the necessity, man, to add the Americanism into it, man. Blackness is global. And blackness is a foundation all upon its own. Blackness doesn't need to be American history. Blackness is global history. Blackness is history, period. It, it is... It is infinite. To add a country, especially the country of your oppressor, it's demeaning, it's degrading, right? I understand the necessity. It's like we need to tell people, right? We need to tell. We need to remind people. Show. The game is meant to be sold, not told. Show the experience, right? When they fucking walk in Target and they see that first section to the right and it's all black history stuff, that's when they know it's real shit. Not you telling them. When you mail a letter and you put a, and you put a stamp with a black figure on it. That's you telling them. When you go to these black events, when you show up, when you reinvest your money and put it into black art, that's showing them. That's showing them what black history is. That's showing them what the black present experience is. And that's showing them what the future of blackness is. In a sense, I feel like my mother mostly wanted me to chase acceptance. It's easier being born here to just follow the rules, follow the structure, follow the path that the the Americans uh, experience has laid out. That's the key, key, to, key to success. But if I did that, the history of Haiti dies with me. I bought a book to learn Haitian Creole. And I told my mother and yo, she was proud. She said, oh, that makes me so happy. We do voice notes now. I speak to her in Creole. I diss with my pops. And they laugh at me. You know, they laugh at me happily. And they say, oh, yo, I didn't know you could speak. You speak so well. But my mind is like they trying to play me, man. Comparing myself into unhappiness, they trying to play me. Because I don't feel like it's, it's, it's good. If I was a doctor, why would I even think about that? For what? I'm not going to go see Haitian uh, patients. When would culture be instilled with me if... All I focused on was school and getting a job and having money and having a family. 
I needed freedom to figure out who I am and what I wanted to be. What I wanted to represent, what I wanted to honor for the rest of my life. I'm about to be, I'm going to be 40, what, in two years, three years? If I make it to my grandfather's age, 98, I got 58 years of honoring myself, honoring blackness, honoring Haitian culture. That's more important to me. Listen to what the people you love say, but find your individual goal, goals, identity, and responsibility. Balance honoring them with yourself and the future generation. Without a future generation, history has no validity. History has history becomes non-existent only the that like the time capsules right the time capsules are what have value if earth gets obliterated and alien species come and they find a time capsule with bob dylan and mozart and all this other shit the black black history is dead so what are you saying what are you saying to what, what are you saying? What will you be saying, right? If you become a mother, you become a father, you become a guardian, you're a person someone loves, people love. What will you be saying so that when they think about their history, they can reminisce and be like, yo, my grandfather always had me fly, man. My mom's always looked out for me. My cousin, my brother, my sister, my niece, my teacher, knowing your history, acknowledging your present and forging a path for your future. That's what I say. Peace.